I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining us for the Mighty Main Street Business Show every Sunday from 11 a.m. to noon. We're interviewing our resilient small business communities in Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah. These are the folks creating our jobs and driving Utah's market. They develop our main streets that support the vibrancy of our tourist economy and where we as locals also enjoy dining and shopping. This business program is underwritten by CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake and the Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varela. I have Deputy Director of Red Butte Gardens online with me today with Mighty Main Street. You're brought to us by Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Derek Hansen, it's such a pleasure to have you on board. I absolutely love Red Butte Gardens. I've been a member forever. I've been going to the concerts. I joined up again this year to make sure that I can stay on top of what's going on because, uh, you know, things are coming back. And I, I'm so excited to hear what's going on at Red Butte Gardens. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to kind of get back in business again. It was a, a you know a long year as it was for everybody else. We were fortunate as an outdoor venue that we were able to um, fairly quickly reopen our doors, at least just for garden visitation. But, you know, obviously we weren't doing any events or, or, or big parties and things like that. But it was nice for some, for people to have a place to walk, get out of their house. Everyone was penned up. So we were fortunate to have 100 acres of kind of a respite right here in town. And right now we're uh, starting to kind of ramp back up. We're getting back into events, uh, getting ready to launch a concert series, launching summer camps, so it's starting to feel more like a, a normal year again. That is so cool. Are you guys having weddings again? I've been to a wedding at Red Butte Gardens, and it was one of the most beautiful weddings I've ever been to in my entire life. Are you having weddings again? We are. Those are starting to ramp back up. And, you know, that's a lot of people come to, uh, to weddings up here, and I'll hear that some of their first experiences at the garden. And I think the concert series um, overshadows the garden a little bit, but we actually do upwards of 250 weddings and events up here in addition to our public-facing events. So sometimes we'll have two, three weddings a day. Really? And so you're, and you're, but so the the caters are coming up, right? I mean, you're, you're putting the Uh wedding on, but the caters, it's being catered. Yeah. So we have a list of preferred caterers and, you know, the bride and groom or the, or the, whoever's renting can choose from one of those caterers and order whatever they'd like. But we do a lot of private events up here. And that was, that was extremely frustrating during the closure. You know, we had a whole year of either cancellations or reschedules. We've moved most of 2020 into this year and we're going to try to fill it in in a very short window. 
I don't even know how old the gardens. How when, when did they open up? When did this start? It opened in 1985. Did it really? So we've really? been here a while. And this visitor center didn't open until 1994, um, the current visitor center. But yeah, it's been around since the 80s. And the first concert series started back then as well. You know what's so cool about this, Derek, is the fact that um, I'm a gardener, but nothing to that level. Uh, but you know what I love about it is the maturity of a lot of your plants and a lot of your vines. It's unbelievable, the maturity of the gardens and how gorgeous they are. Oh, it's great. I've been here 20 years, and it's amazing just, you know, in my time to see how how much it's changed. Um, you know, trees that were just starting back then are now fully mature. It's It's been so fun to watch this place grow. Boy, no doubt. Uh, and I'm so glad to hear that the weddings are back because, you know what, people went ahead and did some form of maybe a smaller wedding or a get-together because when people want to get married, they want to get married. And I'm just glad to hear that they're back in full force. Tell us about the concert series. What's happening there? Who, when, when does that actually kick off? Didn't they just go on sale? They're not on sale yet. Okay. Uh, we just announced it last week. Um, we are going to try to fit everything, <laughs> a full season in between the first concert on July 30th with Jason Isbell and our last concert this year will be September 30th with Emmy Lou Harris. And that's, you know, we usually don't go that late in September, but this year we're going to push it out a couple of weeks and stretch the stretch the season as much as we can. Absolutely. So how many concerts starting, uh, starting in July and then ending in September? How many concerts are you guys going to squeeze in? Um, right now we have 22 that we've announced, but we'll probably be announcing a couple more if they confirm. Um, but for sure, 22, but maybe... 24, 25. We'll see how this all shakes out. Good for out. you. I love your attitude. Yeah, let's just let's just get them going. I mean, I love it. Yeah. So can yeah. someone buy a, a complete package for all concerts? Well, we have donor packages that you could buy, and those are listed on our website. Um, but for just the general lawn area, no, we, we don't have those. It's just individual shows. And so the donor packages, those are the ones that have the kind of the private rooms or private space that's a little bit higher, closer to the bathrooms, that area? Yeah, towards the back, the tables that you see up there. Yeah. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I've been up there, too. But the lawn's a blast. I mean, the lawn's just where you can just, you know, bring your little picnic and your blanket oh, yeah. and, yeah, party on. That's what people come for. How many folks do you have on board supporting uh, uh, Red Butte Gardens? Gosh, we're in the middle of trying to hire and get all our team back up. We, I believe we have about 60 full-time right now. And then um, once we're in full swing, we'll have another oh, 60, 70 part-time people as well. Good for you. And Tell then, me. And then an army of volunteers. We have 300-plus volunteers that help us out as well. You know, I was just going to ask you about volunteers, so we're tracking the same, because volunteers make all the difference in the world with a vibrant uh, nonprofit center uh, like Red Butte. And um, how, so how do volunteers find out? How, is this something, is it word of mouth? I mean, is this something you advertise? Is it, is it on your website? You know, it, it is on our website. There's just a volunteer application form. We honestly don't have to advertise that much um, because we have so many dedicated people, and a lot of these folks come back year after year after year. Some of them have been here as long as I've been here. Um, so it's it's we've got a really nice core group of, of volunteers. And then those volunteers are our best recruitment tools. They go out and recruit their friends and family and colleagues. So um, yeah, we're not hurting for volunteers. I love hearing that. Did well, you Do you have to be an expert gardener or can you just come and clean up? No, you, yeah, you can just come and clean up. You don't have to be an expert at all. Um, that's one of the reasons, actually, people like to come up here is they'll kind of pick the horticulturist brains while they're out there weeding and kind of get some tips and ideas while they're garden while they're helping out around here. But yeah, but there's also positions that have nothing to do with gardening. You know, we have people that are weeding summer camps. There's people that are working our events. There's people that are helping us with our weddings. There's you know, so it doesn't necessarily have to be physically in the garden or work 
What are you doing right now about uh, conservation, water conservation, especially being a garden? Yes, yeah. So we have a, actually have a conservation department, and they have a few volunteers. That one's a little tricky because they, they travel around quite a bit. Um, so we don't have quite as many that help out in that department, but um, we certainly do when they're here on site. Give us some water-wise tips, ideas as gardeners. Well, one thing I would suggest is our newest garden is a three-acre water conservation garden. And I would certainly suggest anybody who's interested in converting their lawns or their landscapes or their businesses to come take a walk through that garden. We have it um, divided up into zones. Um, and you can you can read the interpretation that's up there, but we have sections that are listed as you only need to water this these plants once a week. You only need to water this other section every other week. You only need to water another section once a month to this section needs no supplemental water. So it's pretty neat that you can come up and see what a planted design could look like with either no water or little water. And that's a good first step for people if they want to take a look at what they might be able to put in their yards. Derek, we're going to take a quick break uh, because I want to talk more about this water conservation. I mean, you know all about the drought right now, and it's it's pretty serious. And so uh, any any ideas that you can give us, any, any ways that you can enlighten us would be really welcomed. So we're going to take a quick break. I have Derek Hansen with me with Red Butte. We'll be right back on Mighty Main Street. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at kslnewsradio.com. Just click on podcast. More stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.